0: Tanya, you're not far from where this massacre is reported to have happened. What can you tell us about it?
1: Janice, I'm in Wabag Town, which is the capital of the um, Enga province, and the fighting zone is in Wapanamunda district, which is about 20 to 30 minutes east from here. I drove through the fighting zone about an hour ago. Uh, there's, there's no sign of any actual conflict from the road, but there's a he- really heavy police and army presence. I'm told that we're going upwards of 50 people that have been killed from both sides. There's 17 tribes involved in this particular dispute and it's been it's been told that it's the biggest um, it's the biggest fight of its kind in anyone's experience or memory uh, police are combing the bush for more bodies there are reports that some have been washed away in the river there's a lot of fast flowing rivers around here people fleeing the fighting um, so it's going to be some time before we know the true numbers of the people whose lives have been lost in this conflict.
0: That's an absolutely devastating picture that you're painting there, Tanya. And you've been speaking directly to Enga province governor, Sir Peter Ipatas. What's he saying about this
1: incident? Yes, I spoke to the governor about 20 minutes ago and he um, pointed out that this is actually not a normal kind of tribal fight. He says there appears to be a new pattern developing in the way that these, what are normally traditional tribal fights and, you know, disputes are. Conducted up here, he said the traditional rules for tribal fighting are not being adhered to. Um, he maintains that um, unless um, our police force, which he wanted to emphasize, is the government's trusted and enfor- uh, entrusted enforcement law, law enforcement agency in Papua New Guinea we need a, an efficient and effective police force and if we don't get that we we're going to continue to see such trouble such trouble um he's been very vocal about this over at least 6 to 8 years consistently calling on the national government to get serious about capacity building in our police force as well as to get Uh, the culture right Um, and his solution has always been and he's made many calls about this is to bring Australian police force in in large numbers to work on the ground alongside uh, Papua New Guinea's law enforcement agencies to mentor our young new recruits he pointed out that we get new recruits in but unfortunately that they lack mentorship and uh, the instilling of proper policing culture I want to talk more about what's
0: fueling this spike in violence because we know that Enger was put into lockdown for months last year over this conflict that's rising. What do you think is fueling the violence and where are these weapons coming from?
1: Yeah, so this flare up. Uh that's going on right now is a continuation of a fight that actually started in around April of last year 2023 and then it flared up again in August again last of 2023 that's when they they brought the the lockdown in Um, and it's it's retribution over the death of a person so often it can be uh, these fights can be a simple thing like a a fight over a game of pool, and um, and then it can escalate very quickly, and and unfortunately can drag on for years. In fact, so what is concerning is that before uh, we didn't see the we didn't see the high number of weapons, which you pointed out. Um, it's believed actually in this particular dispute, since it began in April, over 150 lives have been lost, which is horrifying. Um, And these these guns, the governor said these are illegal guns. He has no idea how they're coming in, but he says that they're clearly being supplied by um, people who are well-to-do, he says, uh, people with the means and the funds to buy them. He wanted to point out that the villagers here and the tribespeople here simply don't have the means to buy guns or bullets. And uh, he said that in terms of uh, where they're coming from, it again, it comes back to police force Um, not having the capacity and not, not being able to do their jobs properly to weed out the sources of the weapons that are coming into the highlands and making their way into these tribal disputes.
0: So where to from here, Tanya, because you're saying that people are describing this as the worst outbreak of violence in PNG's recent history. We know that troops are already deployed there. You're talking about um, a situation where authorities are losing control. So what are authorities saying they're going to do to contain and prevent further bloodshed?
1: I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, they bring in another lockdown because that then just controls uh the restrict and restricts the movement of people so then it's easier for them to to then go in and and you know apprehend people who uh, apprehend the people that they need to apprehend. Um, there was a statement put out by the opposition who are also questioning the guns, questioning very heavily where are these guns coming from. The police um are frustrated because quite frankly the kind of weapons that that um are being used in a tribal fight. They're better armed than the police force in some instances. So um, there has been calls and the the PNG government has um, spoken recently about working with Australian police to come in and help build capacity because that really is the solution. Um, It's just a matter of how and when they do it. And, again, um, the governor um, from Enger believes that We don't need um, just a couple of police coming in here. We, we, We need them to come in large numbers.
0: Tanya Nugent, thanks so much for the update.